You guys ready? In yes. three, two, one. Welcome to the acclaimed podcast, The Deep Dive, featuring your esteemed hosts, Andy Monitor and Drew Dinzik, powered by Betsperts. Shoot, sorry guys. <laughs> I screwed it up. <laughs> I was trying to turn off the uh, card. We gotta listen to it twice. Welcome to the acclaimed podcast, The Deep Dive, featuring your esteemed hosts, Andy Monitor and Drew Dinsick, so much, so much powered by I know, right? Welcome to The Deep Dive. March Madness is already getting to me, Andy. <laughs> it, it's in the air. I'm, I've, I was kind of freaking out a little bit. Like, man. man, I was hoping to do more work on brackets and bracketology, props. There's so many props, and I just like haven't had the time. I spent a lot of time on golf and other stuff, and then I'm. It's almost like you, when you wake up and you think it's Sunday and it's actually Saturday. Sure. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah, true. Like, that, that's having that's true. having the extra days. Yeah kind of big this year especially for yep. what i'm trying to put together so has yeah, not so helped me has shit. not helped me about preparing for the calcutta though i had to put a decent amount of decent nugget of time into that today uh, oh, just uh, figuring can, out percentages yeah, just trying to figure that out uh i'm in survivor pools this year i'm in bracket pools this year i'm in calcutta's this year two at least uh and then um obviously we're going to be betting some game by game so after a year with no tournament i am balls deep in uh, college basketball, all of a sudden, all the way yeah, yeah. So um, let's welcome our guest. Um, you build out a network on Twitter, right? Like you find people who have like interests and common interests, you know, and and you 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 uh, you talk about what's going on in the space, and you find certain people are like especially keen on information. You got some information, guys, and uh, you know it, it's fun. We uh, we meet Tim. Our guest today, Tim Holder. We meet Tim. They you bring him into uh, into our orbit, and uh, he's beating me to the punch on all the good information. And I'm like, I used to be the information guy. Well, now Tim is the information guy, uh, and he's done an incredible job of curating a lot of the important information for the NCAA uh, bracket in terms of what matters. And uh, you know, for those reasons, especially because I am. Uh, behind on my preparation in a lot of ways i'd like to hear what tim has to say because he's been boots on the ground kind of putting in the work to understand uh you know how the fabric of this bracket is shaping up so without further ado uh for the first time friend of the pod welcome to the deep dive mr tim holder thank you fellas uh i feel like i know you guys for for years now but uh listen to <laughs> all the pods and uh appreciate you having me on look forward to uh to talking talk through some hoops well, we appreciate your support. Yes. Of course. Got to wrap the hoodie. Yep. I am very jealous I've not got my hoodie yet. We had a couple back ordered, and they, of course, were pushing, you know, the people who signed up for WinBet to get the hoodies first and put me to the back of the line, even though I did sign up because we're putting putting the customers first on that one. So eventually I will get mine once uh, Under Armour comes through. But I do have my Betsperts one. I still have – st- it's the same hoodie. It's just – I really yeah, wanted yeah. the whale, the whale logo. So I, I love that nice. 
I love how our guy hand jobs for tortoises is just he's all over the information for uh, all over the all over the moves for for college for March Madness. I thought I liked March Madness uh, a lot, but uh, uh, HJ is uh, all about it. Now, very cool. Um, anyway, there's a lot of content out there, a lot of good March Madness content out there. But we promise you, we will provide you something you have not heard anywhere else, some new insight, some uh, nugget that uh, you know may be the winning nugget to winning your bracket pool, winning your survivor pool, whatever. Um, but this is a fun one. Uh, I went and did a little chronicling. I was like, hmm, who's the, the first? First of all, the first sport I ever bet on. Uh, at sportsbook.com back in the day was college basketball. Uh, so it has a soft, sp soft spot in my heart. Um, I bet on the Long, Long Beach State to beat uh, Pepperdine minus three. Um, it was a hot tip from an upperclassman at my, in, in, in when I was a sophomore. And uh, they won, and the rest was history. The, um, uh, but the first tournament I, I bet on was 2001. So if there had been a tournament last year, this would be the 20th. <laughs> 20th? tournament oh my god you're old on. you're so old. that is yes yeah oh yeah and i was like well am i too old for this no so no but i'm i'm very uh, excited about this year's tournament as always and to have it back after a two-year gap is just awesome so um you know what was uh andy what are, you you're, you're obviously you're 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 mid-major andy you're you're andy palm like you obviously care uh you've carried you've carried the weight of the podcast in in terms of providing the free winners in the basketball space for this whole winter so far. So thank you for that. Uh, what are your views on the season and, and your excitement level for this tournament? It's a, it's been a challenging season. I didn't win as much as I was used to. And that was disappointing, but at the same time, it was still a lot of fun. And I, you know, I just enjoy the process. I enjoy, you know, you enjoy the ups, especially I, I had a really nice streak in the middle. Honestly, like, you know, when you have a really bad beat and you can't sleep, yeah, or like you're you're bothered. Oh, like people having, who bet Pelicans last night probably didn't. Go yeah, oh my god, <laughs> having having a long winning streak almost does the same thing. Where you're just like, it's like I, you know, something great just happened. Like you just had a kid or got married. It's like it's so stupid to say that we're so yeah. messed up in the head, guys. But like it's having, true. I remember being on like a nice winning streak and just like laying there, kind of smiling, yeah. like I'm gonna have an extra drink tonight. I'm gonna stay up and watch, you know. <laughs> like so, it, it was it was a fun season. An extra very, drink, yeah, right. And he's into the gummy. Yeah, because you need an excuse. To <laughs> <laughs> very yeah, very challenging though with the uh with all the covid stuff i mean just like we're seeing with g tech right now what we saw with kansas what we've seen all season there's been teams like iona iona had maybe and maybe that's some of the things like we're going to talk about oregon we're going to talk about another couple teams that maybe we didn't we didn't see how well they played because they had some weird breaks or they were injured a lot of it was covid stuff but like iona is a perfect example they had four separate covid breaks they had, I mean, Jesus. their coach got it. He's no, no, uh, no young man anymore. And we really weren't, weren't, sh we weren't sure how good they were. Yeah. Then they, they ripped through the MAAC tournament and you know, th there's going to be teams like that where it's like, Oh man, this team's really good. Why didn't we know about this? Like, well, shit, they, they had a lot of breaks or they had a lot of breaks when Oregon, Oregon, it was breaks plus injury and things like that. So it's going to be, it's going to be a tricky time of year as usual, but Oh, I just all the it's like non-conference season. We're back in non-con. All these teams playing each other. 
Thank well, you, Cal, pointing out the hat. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, Tim, as I mentioned, you know, get yourself an information guy who's as good as Tim. But uh, what's uh, what's what's your general feel for how this uh, season has shaken out? Do we owe the NCAA credit for getting it done, or was this like was this just a hot mess and and at long last they're just going to have a tournament by hook or by crook here? I mean. I you know I guess credit that they're doing it in a bubble sort of I mean what's yeah, what's I, your what's your temperature on the tournament I guess so I mean I I know everyone loves conference tournaments I don't think they were necessarily the best idea leading up to a tournament like not in a bubble um, as you're kind of seeing right now Kansas coming into some issues Oklahoma now the rumor with Georgia Tech now so I think I I, I think it could have been done better all in all like this tournament was happening this year no matter what. They missed out last year. They're not missing out on this money again. It's not going to happen. So, and to Andy's point before, like it's been a tough year betting wise. I mean, it's definitely been, it's not been a normal, normal season. You don't know how many, how much time these teams are actually practicing what they're doing off the court. Um, so it's, it's been a unique season. Um, I, I could see the bracket going haywire right off the bat, but what, who knows? Oh, interesting. So in the scape of things, you think this is more likely to be a chaos year than a shock year? Just, to, just kind of if you had to pick one of those two. Yeah. If my gut, and I, I think I tweeted out during conference championship weekend, it's like this year's wide open just with Baylor going down to Oklahoma State. I know Baylor's defense hasn't been great, and I know we'll get to that. It just feels like a lot is a lot could happen. Georgia Tech winning the ACC. Granted, they only played, yeah. what, one game? Yeah. Um, <laughs> It's uh, hey, they won the important one. <laughs> yeah, so uh, I just think we're there's just a lot of good teams out there. There's a lot. There was so many good games conference week. Um, I know I'm, I'm just, so torn on that. I, I want. I guess I want your opinion on this. I'm super torn on this because I've always been on record saying I like conference tournaments better than the big tournament. It's a better two weeks, honestly. But I kind of feel like they shouldn't have had them. Yeah, I, I think they, they. They. I think that we're lucky. We didn't have more blowout from all the traveling. A lot of a lot of conferences were smart. I saw a lot of conferences pair back the fields. We're not having 14 teams. We'll go best eight. We're not doing any traveling for, you know, the first few games are at, at the high seed. We're all going to be in a neutral, in a bubble, you know, in a more controlled environment. We saw some teams get smart, but at the same time, I'm a little worried that maybe we shouldn't have had conference tournaments, which sucks to say because I loved them. I had a lot of fun, but um, I think we're lucky we made it through it as unscathed as we did just with some of the stuff happening and the proximity from, you know, selection Sunday. And I mean, between Saturday and Sunday, there were like 18 or 19 championship games. Like there was teams still playing on the weekend and heading, you know, six seven days from from another game in the big tournament. So mm. I'm glad I'm glad we're getting it too. But Tim, you know, help me figure something wood. out. So the odds market, I agree because I agree with your sentiment. This feels more wide open than ever just because of the potential of anyone getting popped at any given moment. Mm -hmm. But the odds market would tell you this is more well-defined than ever. <laughs> In fact, you know, the who's, who's whom's picked on uh, ESPN, like the percentage of people who are picking Gonzaga is absolutely outrageous. Um, is, that a, is that correct? Like, is, are the Zags, should they be that much more favored? Because, you know, in the same sense, well, yeah, they could they could get a COVID pop and they could be out of this. Sure. I mean, that's maybe a small, there's a very small percentage chance that that happens. But 
the likelihood that they're going to have to do it themselves, that they're going to have to beat the hard teams because any of them could all, you know, have issues is real too. Um, you know, I guess, which way does this push pull? Does this make Gonzaga more or less likely to actually win? It's funny because I, right before this, I was, I was, I did a, a Calcutta before this and I was talking to a buddy that I was doing it with two buddies and we were like, well, how much are we going to put in on Gonzaga here? Because let's be sure. honest. And we'll get to it when we talk to the region, but like who's beating them in that bracket? Um, but the point came up, like, what if they get popped for COVID? Do you want 75% of your bankroll on a, a Calcutta going on a team that gets COVID? Probably not. Um, Cause unfortunately that's a outlier that we've got to account for. So like me, I'm, I'm a huge Gonzaga guy because I'm on them 10 to one from November. So Ooh. I am <laughs> riding that out. Um, but I just I pray there. I think Mark Few has them locked away somewhere where they're just practicing and that's it, not doing anything else. Um, it's going to be interesting to see what happens, uh, especially if team like the referees. What happened the other night? Would they? Oh God! The referees <laughs> that already. That's a positive. They went out to dinner. Like, what are we doing, guys? Like, there's a lot of vendors. Yeah, stay in the bubble. <laughs> Yeah, well, that, that, that is, you know, as a as a fellow ten to one Gonzaga holder, as my oh, only, yeah. few, my but, only. But you guys not telling me about this. <laughs> I just well, I, I tweeted it. I tweeted it in November. Oh, okay. They were like Sorry, eight. They were like eight at a lot of places. I found a ten. I'm like, I should just bet this. So, as a fellow holder, I am. I am. You know, encouraged by what Few's been doing with the. Uh, you know, uh, before the conference tournament, even they went off campus to a hotel and mm. stayed way away from campus. Said we're not going to get popped right before the conference tournament. We only got to go down there and play two games. Let's stay safe. So hopefully that you know, it, it sounds like you know, it's an experienced team. It sounds like they got their heads on straight. They're they're smart kids, smart coach, smart program. They're not going to screw up. Hopefully, God, I would be so mad if like they just win by twenty in every game and get to the, like the semis and and get popped for something silly. Okay, and so, that's it's going to happen. Somebody's going to come out of this tournament. I, so I as see a replacement, I hundred percent agree with you too. So as the guy who doesn't have a Gonzaga future at ten one, uh, <laughs> let me try to shake your guys' confidence a little bit, and you tell me how real or bullshit this is from a narrative Can't standpoint. Okay. Um, I'm not going to make the argument that anyone in the West can beat them, and we'll get to the West in more detail in a bit. But this team, I guess, I, if they had like lost a game to, I don't care, Santa Clara, I don't, I, I don't care. If they just had one letdown down the stretch, I would have been like, bang, Zags, title, title town, here we go, let's go. Like, they're going to do it. On, in reality now, though, they have this hanging over their head, the idea that they are chasing immortality with the undefe first undefeated season since 1976. Now, there is not a big snowball of people talking about this yet. In fact, it's weird that you haven't heard a lot of this yet, in my opinion, but we're going to get there. And you know when we're going to get there? It's going to get louder and louder. Of Sweet 16, it's going to be louder. Final Four, it's going to be really loud. And like you said, Andy, like, yeah, maybe that was a good experience going into a hotel for the for the WAC conference and like kind of getting like the like the mini bubble life. You know, this is what this is going to be like, guys. Get used to it. But it's going to be different when your only people you're interacting with are the media. And the only questions they're asking you are about going undefeated. And, the, and then on top of that, like, you know, can you get the monkey off your back? Zags have never won a title. Are you guys the team that can do it? I mean, like the, the likely the the amount of pressure that is going to be on these 
student athletes um, come final four weekend is going to be massive. And in the back of my head, I'm a little um, buyer beware that they're going to be able to accomplish this. I want them to. I would love to see it. It would be a great story. It would be a feel-good story. Um, and, and maybe that's why they got such an easy draw. <laughs> but but uh, in the back of my head, I still am concerned that come Final Four weekend, the, the competition gets a little harder. You've been asked a billion times about going undefeated. You, you know, you're, are we, are we unbeatable? Are we invincible? What happens if we go down a bunch? Like does the choke factor who's, you know, who's the leader that's taking the shots when you're down 10 to Michigan or whoever in the final four, like it wasn't supposed to be like this. We weren't supposed to lose this game. Like who, you know, like there's a panic that sets in. Sometimes we saw with the Patriots trying to go undefeated. I know those are professional athletes and maybe that's not a perfect comp, but like, honestly, I would think college athletes would be even more susceptible to this. Um, am I, am I just creating total bullshit here or is this in the back of your head as a Zags holder, Tim? I don't think it's bullshit. I think it's, I would have personally, I would have much rather see them lose that game against BYU in a conference tournament. I think we all had them bet live in that game, but um, regardless, <laughs> I, uh, and by I we, rather, the, the world, <laughs> yes, correct, correct. anybody everyone with access them, to live betting, everyone bet them live, everyone bet them second half. Um, but yeah, I would have much rather had them not be undefeated. I would always prefer that just because that's got to The pressure has to be so much. And it's also on Mark few, like, yeah, you've been here so many times, haven't been able to get it done for whatever reason, but now it's to your point, they're literally all the players, it's just media. You're not going to be with other people. Like it's just going to be practice. You're with your teammates talking to media and then it's got to start to build at least. Right. Like you can't go out <laughs> off some steam. Like you're right. in your hotel room. Sure. Um, so personally, I, I agree with your sentiment. I would much rather them have lost a game. So it, it's definitely in the, in the back of my mind, but I, to your point about their draw, it's pretty, pretty favorable. Okay. Okay. So this could break both ways. Like, you know, you could have upsets in all three other regions. They could coast to the final four and then they might get it might it may not even be a matter of pressure matters. <laughs> or you get the a team like BYU that shot lights out against them in the first half of that game in the sure. conference tournament and they do a that's, full game that's a right sure as hell of a recipe to beat them. So Mm-hmm. When, and you know that maybe even just getting that scare was good because even in like look at the the Iowa game the I mean I'm trying to think of some of the other it's it's funny like a lot of those games didn't even turn into be very good games they beat the Lakers like, off Virginia early I mean in the yeah they, they Virginia went Kansas Iowa. and Iowa they they handled yeah, them e- yeah you know, the Virginia yeah, game easily. that's the other one I was thinking of like West Virginia was a little closer I guess but yeah Kansas they put a shitload up on them Iowa the final score doesn't even reflect how much they were they were winning that game by I mean and and then really even like in conference they beat by BYU pretty handily both times. Like the Virginia game, yeah. I'm, I'm trying to think if they had any real tough game. They played Auburn early in the year. I know some of the some of the real marquee matchups that they had got canceled, and that sucked. But yeah. I mean, maybe it, it did help to get down. Game. Yeah, it, maybe it helped to get down versus BYU. Face a little bit of because honestly, in the conference schedule, when you're playing San Diego and Pacific and stuff like that, you're not facing that adversity. So it was nice to see them absolutely you know, blow up in the second half, take it back. I think they covered the damn game, which mm. I think it, it was, was close. close. It was yeah. real close to actually covering, which was if you had BYU, that would have felt awful. But um, yeah, I mean, the undefeated season, I actually like it. 
Okay. Okay. It's a big F. It's a big F. You three. I placed one future, and it's a big F. You like. Oh, I placed one future, and that team didn't lose all year. Oh my god. Yeah. No, it, yeah, it yeah, is yeah. what it is. Like it's tough. <laughs> not, they, I mean, they have a smart enough coach and smart enough kids. They're, sure. they're sitting down and they, they have to say, like, mm-hmm. you're going to get asked this a million times. Just be numb to it. It doesn't matter if we were 15 and 15 or 30 and all. We still yeah. have the same six games to win. It doesn't matter. It's not, It doesn't change the game plan that we're undefeated. So hopefully they just get past it because okay. I want them to win badly. I got three questions for Tim about Gonzaga, and then we can move on. Uh. W- it looks to me like their Achilles heel is three-point defense. That's maybe the only metric that they are not kind of in the elite category of in terms of allowing, you know, they, they're allowing opponents to hit a pretty high percentage of their three-pointers, which is especially concerning considering they played in a pretty uncompetitive conference. Although maybe there was a conference that happened to have a lot of good shooting, whatever. Uh, or maybe it didn't matter because they were up by a dozen, so they didn't really have to hustle and sh- yeah. shoot people off the three-point line. Sure. But whatever the case is, if you're looking for chinks in the armor, that's the only one that really stands out to me. And So in that regard... Uh, you know who is there the matchup that you fear the most as a Zaga uh, guy? Uh, mm-hmm. Why is it Baylor? And what would the line be in the national title game if it's Baylor Gonzaga? Oh man! Um, so Baylor, yeah. I, I mean, I'm, they shoot lights out from three. What I think they're number one in the country. Number one three. in the country. Yeah. Um, obviously, they need to figure out their defense. Um, I know they had a COVID pause. I know they haven't been able to practice as much, but. I feel like with more games coming, that defense might start to click. Hopefully it does for them or the six games left. So it's got to start to click or not. Um, <laughs> yeah, right. If it doesn't click in game two, it's probably over for them. Yeah, yeah probably. Um, yeah, they, I mean, they scare me. Um, I mean, I, I, they beat the piss out of Iowa already. Like, they don't really scare me. Um, Michigan wouldn't scare me against them. I think Bama could give them a test. Bama is super good at defending the three-point line. Um, I think 10th in the country. If Bama can get out of the East, and I know we'll get to it, um, that that's a team that, that could hang with them. Um, but a line on a Zaga-Baylor game, I mean, you guys probably have numbers more than I do, but I'd say Gonzaga minus two, Zaga minus three. I don't think it's going to be anything bigger than that. Um, I don't think you'll see Baylor favored at all. Um, unless Baylor goes haywire and wins by 30 every game and Gonzaga plays some close games, Maybe that changes. Yeah, I think. I think, <laughs> I think. Yeah, they 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 would have to be an injury to one of the you know the three main guys. I think for Gonzaga to be a, a dog to Baylor, I, I'd probably make it like three three and a half. So, yeah. which I mean that implies a good game. That's a one possession game. That if that's what we get for a title game, then like I just pitched about, we didn't get that game earlier in the season. I'd love even as a you know I'd love it to be like Mount St Mary's in the in the in the you know final four and some garbage team in the finals honestly for future but from a from a viewer <laughs> standpoint like i would love to see baylor gonzaga final i think that would be electric and yeah their, their three-point shooting defense i wonder if there's something weird there just based on like uh you know you're you're constantly up by a bunch your your starters are rotating out you're up by 40 against you know like BYU shoots good from three points you know they were constantly down by them they're taking a lot of threes so i don't know again it's a percentage not volume so, but uh you, know, you want to look at the should we look at the west well i guess before getting into the the west specifically are there other aspects of this tournament that make it unique that you think factor into the handicap i mean the fact that these guys are all living in indiana for 3 weeks is that going to where you know yeah i mean it's 
there's I less kinda, obviously there's less travel, right? Like that used to be an angle you could count on. Like, oh yeah, well this team has to go west. Like that sucks. Like they're playing in oh uh, they send Wichita to Kansas's home floor or whatever that you know like like stuff like that. Like uh, you know there was always a little bit of a handicapping angle that you could um, you know you could tease out of stuff. But this year in Indiana, I guess does this favor the Big Ten? Like the Big Ten title game was just played here, right? Are they gonna be more familiar with the? arena I guess, like i don't know i guess so just because i know there was like a small trend in the big 10 like some of those games were going under in the dome and obviously like in the dome games seem to just go under in general so maybe they're more comfortable shooting there and they'll have an, an edge i don't know how big you can quantify that to um but yeah to your point about like teams being x amount of miles from their region that they're going to like that was a huge thing that i would look at where to your point about wichita being in kansas you're 100 miles from your campus how many how many fans are you gonna have it's gonna be 65 35 70 30 there's none of that this year so there's really no home court nothing like that i know there's probably going to be like more bigger school fans that are there that are willing to travel and go to stuff like this with boosters and whatnot but i don't know if there's necessarily any sort of advantage um no and and it, it's not like it's all at at you know the the Lucas Oil Stadium. They're they're playing at Hinkle. They're playing in in you know Bloomington. What is it? Assembly Hall. They're playing in West Lafayette. They're playing they're playing like four different places in Indianapolis. I'm trying to think of all the schools. It's like it's like IUPUI and you know Indy uh, whatever the Butler. Is Butler in Indianapolis? That sounds about that sounds about right. Um, yeah, it's 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 four different arenas in Indianapolis, and then the one in you know Bloomington and the one in Lafayette. So they they're gonna mix them around. I, I wonder if there's gonna be a little bit of an angle to that. Some people made some cases for that in one of the conference tournaments where they played in two different gyms, and one was a really nice gym, and one was a shithole high school gym. Sure. And you know, I I think we'll probably have some people talking about that. We'll keep an eye on it because they will be moving from gym to gym here eventually. But yeah. I'm. Uh, it doesn't hurt to be in the Midwest, uh, okay. but at the same time, Gonzaga finished their conference tournament a long time ago. They've had time to acclimate. I think maybe there's maybe a little bit of a disadvantage from a team that played a Saturday or Sunday conference championship and had to, you know, didn't have enough time to properly move in and get everything set up here. But, I mean, you still have like five days, so I, maybe that's not even a thing. Okay. I think okay. I saw a couple teams on Selection Sunday where I think they were watching from the airport. And waiting to get on flights. Oh, yeah, wow, really. Yeah, I feel like I saw. I forget which team. Yeah, they were in like the Sky Miles Lounge. Yeah, exactly. Wow. All right. Well, let's get into the bracket a little bit, and then after that, I want to give you guys some. I made up some bets because I was looking for some bets and couldn't find them, so I just made up the lines, and I want to gauge your guys' opinion. But uh, let's talk about the West, and we'll start with. Um, I guess maybe we can make this quick. <laughs> they put. They put. Iowa, a team that Gonzaga handled easily as the number two seed. They put Kansas and, and Virginia as the three and four, two teams that are dealing actively dealing with COVID issues uh, and also teams that Gonzaga handled easily. Uh, and then when you kind of look between the lines at some of the other teams that like, you know, uh, smaller schools, maybe, you know, the surprise good, you know, the surprise good teams, the potential Cinderella's. I don't see any of them. Creighton's falling apart at the seams. Uh, USC and the Pac-12 were overrated, in my opinion. Oregon, Pac-12 overrated, in my opinion. VCU, boy, did they look brutally bad in their last time out. Uh, Oklahoma dealing with the COVID issue. Missouri, overseeded as a nine. 
I mean, I, it, this is this this is one of the weakest regions that I've ever seen a team given as you know sort of gift wrapped here. Uh, is there anything I'm missing in this, Tim? I think you hit it all on the nail on the head. Yeah. Um, I don't. If you just start in the top bracket, I mean, I, the top of the bracket, I just pencil Gonzaga into the Sweet 16. I mean, there's really, I mean, what are we doing? Who's challenging you there? Like you said, Creighton's falling apart. There's rumors that they just want to lose and go home and be done with the coach. Um, I guess USCB is a little bit maybe valuable there. Um, it feels like everyone is on Ohio to be Virginia. So the entire world. Like so, I specifically picked, I'm going to pick Virginia in a bunch of brackets just because like it'll be a contrarian for the entire world. That's been bet. The line has been bet to beat the piss and everybody's picking them. So, I mean, yeah. they're, they're a fun team. They were 10 oh, sure. to one to win. They were 10 to one to win their conference. Like they're not making a run here. And uh, I guess um, luckily we're recording this in case I'm dead wrong. We can go back. And <laughs> yeah. I, I, no, that's I, a great I point. don't see it. Well, it, let me ask you, cause I was pitching this to lock our, our good friend, Lockie Lockerson, who's just been all over the place covering this great, great, uh, you know, great follow in general, but uh, yeah. has been doing a ton of media for March madness. You should check it out. Um, it does feel like Virginia is being under undervalued in the market. I get why. Like, of course, you don't want to not have practice and come into a tournament game. Like, that's horrible. But they're still the defending champs. They still have a good coach. They still have a very solid scheme. Uh, that's gonna it's gonna make it tough for any of these uh, other teams in their little mini section here. What are the chances we get a discount to back Virginian in the round of sixty four? A discount to back Virginia in the round of thirty two, and then. Everybody kind of gets on the bandwagon. Okay, this is the yeah. team that can really challenge Gonzaga in the sweet Then we turn heel. Hammer, hammer drop, drop the hammer. You get drop a you get hammer. a you get a short number on Zags, and Zags yeah. absolutely take care of business. Like yeah. there's really nothing that Virginia can do to keep up with the with with Gonzaga, as far as I can tell you. No, it's it fun. Like Virginia, Virginia, yeah, Virginia's defense is always good. It's always been good. It's still good. It's not getting talked about, maybe because we're not having these fifty-two to you know, 36 games. Yeah. Their offense, like that's a really good <laughs> word for it, Tim. It's watchable. Like, yeah. They're, they're a good team. And yeah, a lot is being made of, it's not good to not practice, but Ohio, I don't want to say Ohio is a one trick pony, but they are, you know, they're kind of a, they're, they're a one man show. Like he, Preston's really, really good. He he's going to be one of the best. He's probably I wrote that he's probably going to be the highest scorer in that game. They might just it's like uh, the Patriots thing. Let that guy have what he wants. Don't let anybody else do anything. Get out of here. Win by ten. Like I, I have Virginia moving on there, but yeah, like like Drew said, uh, even even if Iowa, you know, the defense has come quite a bit from the first half of the season. They've come around. It's not a horrible defense anymore. They're a better team than when they played Gonzaga earlier in the season. But they're still not sniffing, you know, uh, an upset there. I don't think so. Hmm. I'm penciling. I'm not just six sweet sixteen. I'm probably just penciling Gonzaga out of this region. Like they Incredible. did, kind of gift wrap it. They gave him the Federer draw. Tim, help me a little bit with the bottom half here, because obviously, yeah. like I've had Iowa on red hot, red alert, fade alert for going on weeks now, because their defense hasn't like just kind of fallen apart lately. It's been bad all year, and they get a pass because they're in the Big Ten. And they go up against some good teams. And so you adjust for strength of opponent. You end up, ultimately, you end up kind of propping them up into the almost fine defenses. When in reality, I think they're bad. Am I overthinking it, trying to look for the out for Iowa? Like, 
none of these other teams in the bottom half are all that special anyway. Like, do they probably get to the Elite Eight and then just that's the end of the road for them? Or is there something else that – or is there a way to attack them in this little subsection of the bracket? I mean, I think Grand Canyon gives them a, a test right off the bat. I'm not saying this is going to be a five-point game, last possession game, but I'd back Grand Canyon and on the spread there. Um, that being said, I think Iowa wins the game. I think I think Oregon can give them a test. Um, Oregon is very good on the offensive end. They you can find you see what happens when they're healthy um, when they have Duarte and their all their guards. Um, they have a big guy that I don't think Garza could really guard. He's gonna he operates kind of on the three point line and can can slash. So I think they can give Iowa a test. I wouldn't be shocked if they lose. Um, and then you pivot up to the Kansas Eastern Washington. Who knows what's happening there with Kansas and COVID. USC, to your point of before about the Pac-12, Pac-12 has been super weak this year. I've been on USC a few times and been just disappointed. Um, USC also is poor from the free throw line when it comes down to post game. Oh, I think they're oh. 326 in the country at shooting free throws. So What? Yeah. Oh, my God. Well, luckily, they're in a strange gym. That should help. <laughs> 64% from the line, never something you have. Um, that being said, like, would it surprise me if Iowa gets the Elite Eight and then just gets the shit absolutely kicked out of him by Gonzaga? No. Um, but I don't think you can have Iowa come out of this bracket at all. So Okay. So it's like a cross-off if you're cal- doing a Calcutta. You're like, yeah. Well, if some, I, somebody I, else, let that be somebody else's problem. Exactly. Um, it's, it's, they're going to be overpaid for just What about Kansas? Is Kansas going to be underpaid for? Should we, should we in Kansas? You would think so. They just went for more money than I would pay in my Calcutta. Um, oh, and I'm wow. not, not necessarily getting it. I, I get it. Like the... USC, Wichita State, Drake, like that. They'll probably win two games. They could. Um, but then I don't think they can keep up with Iowa or even Oregon in the Sweet 16 match. So, no. real I quick. Putting, I put it Oregon over Iowa. Like, and okay. it was just based, it was just based on a, if a two seed goes down that's in it. the first weekend, that's the spot. Yep. Like, that, Grand that's Canyon the only they, They're, yep. they're, no, <laughs> I mean, Oregon, <laughs> Oregon's a top 20 offense. Like, they, okay. they can go, yeah. they can go shot for, and like, and like, uh, you know, like Tim said, then they have somebody who can compete with Luca. They have another, okay. you know, they can go, you know, bang for bang with him in the, in the paint. And it's a good enough offense to run with Iowa, especially if their defense doesn't show up here in Indianapolis. So I, yeah, Iowa is not somebody I'd like to have in a, you know, in a sort of contest or bracket or Calcutta. And I'll put oh, my wow. hand up. I'm the biggest Oregon stand out there. I I think I the last three weeks, I think I might have bet Oregon every game. I love the Ducks. Um, they're not my favorite team, but I am sometimes a little bit biased. But I don't think so here. I think they really do have a shot to uh, to get past Iowa. Okay. Okay. All right. That's good to know. Good. That, that actually, you kind of got you, you brought me back to earth because I was kind of like. Don't overthink it. Just put Iowa in the Elite Eight, even though you've been waiting to finally, you know, to to bury them all season. But yeah, no, that that sounds fair. Okay, um, let's uh, let's cruise on down to the East, uh, which is, by my estimation, uh, uh, throw a dart, um, pick seven teams, oh. and throw a dart. I mean, honestly, the distance between Michigan, Colorado, Florida State, BYU, Texas, UConn, and Alabama. It's small, like the like like any of those matchups could m- materialize in the elite eight, and the line ought to be like under three, right? Like there's not a huge distance here between one and seven, and I almost want to say, pick, fill out your bracket, make you know, make try to make up ground here 
by taking sort of the contrarian matchups, right? Like you'll get chalk in round one here. I don't actually see an upset out of any of these teams other than nine over eight, maybe. Um, which is to say they'll be they'll they'll everyone will get through to round two, and at that point, all bets are off. Like it it sounded like Tim, like you're a little hot on Bama. Am I uh, am, am I is the distance is it is this is this actually like a two tier? Like Michigan and Bama are both excellent and then the rest are good, or is it kind of everyone in one tier like I'm describing? I think it's closer to that that two tiers. Um I I do really like UConn, but I hate that they're drawing Bama in the second round, potentially. So hmm. I, I think Bama's really clicking. Their defense is really good. Like I said before, they can really line. UConn, they're they're they played very well once they got Book Knight back and had all their pieces back together because they struggled there for a while. Book Knight can lead them. Um, I just really wish they were playing somebody else other than Bama, or else I'd be all over UConn to come out of this region. Yeah, I wish they ended up on a six line. That sucks for them. I know a lot of smart people are on them on the early line. What what's UConn's line right now? Have that has that been bet out at all? I think it's up to three. I know it was. Okay. Two, I think it was two on Sunday, maybe one two, and two and a half. I know I saw a lot of people on them two, two and a half, and I mean that's kind of the kind of the look. Like they get past Maryland, they probably cover, and it's just it's a really tough draw. Bama's really good, and you know, truthfully, even if you want to say there's two tiers, if you want to talk about the spread from one through eight, it did get a little tighter because you know liv- livers missing missing for Michigan does not help them, but at the same time, like Colorado. It's just been great lately. George, even George, Georgetown is in this bracket. Georgetown's hot as a pistol right now. Florida State looks amazing. <laughs> BYU just put up a first half from hell on Gonzaga. Texas, everybody loves Texas, and actually, they're playing as well as anybody in the in the Pac-12. So, okay, I will. Yeah. Or the Pac-12, the Big Twelve, the Big Twelve. The Big 12 I just yeah. to make a, a point on Texas. Um, mm-hmm. Something that I've followed for a while now, and I've put this together like. Info-wise, it's been pretty good. There's a thing called the NFW list. So what does NFW stand for? It means no freaking way. Like they're not <laughs> not getting to the final four, not getting to the Elite Eight. Most of these teams, fatal flaw. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Most of these teams lose in the first or second round. Unfortunately, Texas is on that list this year. Ooh, um so, qualification. So how it typically goes is it's we know it's only for seeds one through nine, and you're Offensive, uh, according to Ken Palm, your offensive adjusted efficiency is less than 115, and your defensive efficiency, the raw number, is above 92. Last uh, two years ago, there were 13 teams that fit this criteria, one through nine. Not one of them made it out of the second round. Wow! Wow! <laughs> Holy shit! Um, that I can't believe it could be that simple. Uh, I guess I don't know. Do do you put I, just in general, Tim? Do you put more or less stock into sort of a like a systematic approach this year? Just because this regular season was yeah. it a, was it is that is that a normal valuable data set to go off of, or is it skewed because the schedules were bizarre? The yeah. opponents were on, you know, were completely, um, you know, n- just not a normal season. I mean, I guess do we put a little less weight on uh, sort of well, what would, what would be kind of a kind of a categorization sort of system this this year? Oh yeah, probably. It's probably not like in years past. Like I'm 100 percent betting the money line against the other the other way each okay. time. This year, maybe not because, like you said, it could be 
but it's just been it's been extremely profitable. It's been like okay. I think the last eighteen years, it's like eighty five percent of what so we've seen. If, so if Texas fails, it's BYU probably. It's not Abilene Christian. Right? Yeah, I, I don't think I don't think it's Abilene Christian, but like BYU, I know we there's some good people out there that like them out to get to the Sweet Sixteen. I think you can get a good price on them to get to the Sweet Sixteen right now. Um, I wouldn't be surprised. Um, and then, I mean, if they get past, if they get out to the Sweet 16, I think Ben can really just beat the brakes off them. They can cruise. Okay. So one of the reasons that I think, and you, we're not talking at all about Michigan. And it's not because they're just, not just because they don't have livers. Like, I don't even, I, I can't even tell you that he's that impactful of a player. They, they have a good team. They have a good coach. There's, they're a one seed fairly. Like, this is not a mistake. Um, but here's, here's where I, here's where I have an issue. And I'm just going to broad brush four teams in the Big Ten in one swoop. Illinois, Michigan, Iowa, Iowa State are all cumulatively in the top ten, clearly, when you break down their metrics. But they all have the same problem, which is they cannot create turnovers on defense. Like, if you're in a a one-and-done setting and you're going up against a team that's having a hot shooting night, and oh, by the way, none of these teams are especially good defending the three-point line, uh, if you are conceding threes and if you're down double digits in an upset scenario, like, I really want you to, number one, be able to create turnovers, and number two, hit your threes. Like, that's sort of the recipe for avoiding an upset, in my opinion, when you're a high seed like this. And I could, I really couldn't believe this. Maybe it's just the style of play of the Big Ten that has begot this. But Illinois, 316th in turnover defense. Michigan, 335th. That's like, are they even 335 teams? They're somehow <laughs> there. I, I do. I do have a counterpoint to this. Because, Iowa, I mean, you're right. There is something to this. Ohio State. Ohio State. Three hundred thirty-sixth. So there are more than three hundred thirty-three, thirty-five teams. So yes, I, I guess. I, I guess. Three fifty-seven. I, I am I making? Yeah. Am I making too much of this? Because I mean, oh, by the way, Abilene Christian number one in creating turnovers. How about yeah. that? Yeah. You you are you are not making too much of it, but there is like they play you know they just all play each other and they all do take care of the ball pretty well as well. So I mean, just uh, the them not everybody had as big of a conference season as the Big Ten, and they all did play each other. All the best teams played each other a bunch of times. So I mean, and they all did take care of the ball very well as a rule in general. Uh, so, I mean, I, I think part of that could be baked into it, but I mean, it's certainly not, it's not confidence building when you see that, <laughs> that huge, well, just go to like the Ken Pond page. You see that fat effing red number, uh, like three thirty something. Well, yeah. that's not great. Like, <laughs> you're, like your yeah. turnover percentage is like 16%. That, that, that's, that's not great. But I, I do, I do think there is something to be said for teams just taking care of the ball in the big 10. And I mean, just also when you play, when you play Wisconsin, I mean, you're only getting like 30 possessions to try to turn this them is, over anyway. This is uh, this is tempo free, man. They're still this is this has been normalized I, for, I, I know, for I know. possessions. So I know, but your point is fair. I mean, and maybe you know everybody's kind of in a relatively tight gap in the Big Ten, so there wasn't. But there, you know, there certainly were a lot of games where teams were down by a bunch, and you would have thought, well, maybe they'll make a comeback. And nope, 
You know, it was sort of one-way traffic for all of these teams, I felt like. There wasn't a lot of games that uh, I can only think of maybe one or two that I saw kind of kind of on my radar because I didn't watch a lot of college basketball, but only one or two Big Ten games that really had like kind of a, a back-and-forth sort of flow to them. Almost all of them that I remember seeing were pretty much one-way traffic. Um, so that scares me a little bit about getting involved in any of these Big Ten teams because, yeah. you know. Also and, say, and, and you can of, flip what I said on its head too. You can say, "Well, those teams have good turnover percentage because they face teams that don't turn them over." Yeah, you know, it, 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 it's a two-way yeah, street. So it, that's, it, hey, that's it's a tough point. to say. Snake eating his tail, kind of thing. Okay, so uh, what about some of the middle meat here? If 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 uh, if I'm going to use the East as my kind of contrarian corner, I'm gonna I'm gonna scratch Michigan. I'm gonna scratch Bama. Uh, I want to look. I'm gonna scratch Texas. I want to try to find uh, some team in that four to seven range that has the most value. I gravitate towards UConn because they've missed, they haven't been completely healthy until now. And I feel like if they were, they'd be like a four seed, not a seven. So I feel like effectively they're underseeded. Um, I guess, can you make a stronger case for Colorado, Florida State, uh, based on path? What is your general temperature on the rest of these, uh, rest of these guys, Tim? Yeah, I gravitate towards UConn. Um, just like you said, they're they've gotten healthy. They play they play well. Um, I think they can get past Bama if you're if you're taking Bama out of the equation. Um, I, I also lean towards Florida State a little bit just because they're athletic, man. Um, they do have some games where they'll sleepwalk through. I think they sleptwalk through a Notre Dame game two weeks ago. Um, so that scares me a little bit. But I I don't see Greensboro giving them much of a uh, a test and maybe you get a Georgetown upside of Colorado um, and Florida state, then all of a sudden you're in the sweet 16. So my dart would be Florida state or, or UConn there. Okay. God, I love, yeah, I love Florida state as well there. It's just, a, it's, it's, it's like looking at this, you say, Oh, like that sucks. You know, you kind of got a bad draw. Like Florida state still has to get through probably Colorado and Michigan. Nobody has an easy draw. This is one of these, you know, one of these, yeah, we do this all the time with tennis tournaments. Like, oh man, there's, you know, you look at one of these little two fifties after a big tournament. It's like everybody who's seated here is like right in the same rage. Like yeah. it's such a tight range of play. Like this is going to be like Drew, Drew said it multiple times. And he's absolutely right. This is probably where you win your bracket by picking, picking this, you know, this region, right. Cause it is so tightly, tightly packed. And there's going to be a lot of differentiating here from, I mean, right off the bat when people are going to fade some of these teams, like there's going to be people that are going to take, you know, some funny upsets here because they think this is the, bra again, they, they're probably right. This is the region to make the hay in bracket leagues. And yeah, I'm, I'm puzzled. I'm going to dig more into this in the morning. And, but like, I started to fill this one out when I was starting on my East region uh, article tonight. And I, like you said, I clicked through the first round. And like I just picked all the higher seeds. Like, and, I went, yeah. I went one. I and I'm like, nope, I, I didn't. I picked Saint Bonaventure. Like essentially, I picked one through seven in Saint Bonnie's. I, I went wild with a nine upsetting an eight. Ooh. And then again, I, I looked at him like, I'm like, shit, man. I'm like, outside of like a Colorado upset, maybe you know, maybe BYU over Texas. It's it might end up just being semi chalky. And you got to nail the second weekend to get this one right. Okay, so how about so so? Hang with me. Florida State and Colorado round two. Colorado's not. Uh, Jordan Case brings this up, but I was going to bring it up, uh, and it's a great point. Colorado likely a little overrated because of the altitude effect in their home games. Florida State cruises through to the Sweet Sixteen. They take on Michigan. 
I dig it. Brutal matchup for Michigan, in my opinion. Florida State, more athletic, runs them up and down the field, puts up a lead on them. Michigan can't claw back into it. Florida State moves on to the Elite Eight. <clears throat> At that point, they're probably feeling pretty good about themselves. We just took out the one seed. You know, a little bit of, you know, patting themselves in the back, a little bit of, oh, we're going to the Final Four. We just beat the one seed. Sneaky Yukon, who takes out Alabama in this round two and draws BYU in round in the Sweet 16, takes care of business, catches Florida State sleeping, punches their ticket to the Final Four. Um, maybe I'm dreaming, and maybe this isn't even that contrarian of a pick, but I saw something like less than 1% of brackets had Yukon in the Final Four coming out of the East. Um, so I feel like that's that's my that's going to be my way to differentiate here. And UConn losing to Maryland round one entirely possible. I do not dispute this. Yeah. Um, but I hope you're right on UConn. At some point, like a couple weeks ago, I grabbed them sixty five to one to Ooh, win. Nice. So I mean they they have the profile right. Like they got a good offense. They got a good defense. According to Ken Palm, I would not be shocked if they get through Bama and then BYU, Texas, and like you said, yeah, catch maybe. I'm, I'm, you know what kind of struck me? And somebody, our, our good friend Brinks, just posted this in one of the chats I pulled up. Um, as I often do when Drew's just talking, I'll start reading Twitter. <laughs> but he said, uh, you know, you wonder with, with Georgia, they're saying Georgia Tech has a positive case now. So they might get replaced. Yeah. Well, not only they might get replaced, but like, who did they just play? Oh, Florida State. Oh, Florida yeah. State. Great point. Like they did, yeah, that, and I, I can't. I take. I can't take credit for that. Mamba brought that up. Mamba brings our guy, but like that has me thinking. Holy shit! And again, mm. we'll know. We'll know a lot more about that before they start the tournament. But what? What if we? What if it's Louisville in the four spot? Well, Louisville, they would. They would throw Louisville in the uh, in the Georgia Tech hole. Uh, Florida State. Yeah. It depends yeah. who pulls out first, I guess. Yeah. That's what she said. Um, <laughs> I also, I really wish. I wish LSU's defense wasn't such trash because yeah, you can see what they did. To watch you see what they, they did against the Bama. Like they were toe to toe. Like I could see them giving Michigan a test if they play at their tempo, they play at their what they want to do, and can make, play a little bit of defense. I could see them getting to the Sweet Sixteen. Okay, okay. <sighs> it's not crazy, man. Not crazy, man. Okay, let's move on. That was, uh, I think that was as much service as we can do to the East, considering it's just, it is it's tough. It's, it's awesome. a tough, right? And you know, we didn't even talk about playing <laughs> games, by the way. App State over Norfolk, Drake over Wichita. Okay. Yep. What about MSU, UCLA? Oh, that's a good one. Like, that's Party? actually the one actually worth talking about. I have no idea what's going to happen in that Texas Southern Mount St. Mary's game. They're both trash teams. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> Michigan State, UCLA is like kind of a fun little play in game. And, yeah. and I would do. I do wish you know it was a normal year because Christ, what a what a marquee matchup for like a play-in game where you might oh, yeah. actually get fans traveling for a play-in game. I I don't have a strong take on that one yet, but it's uh it's weird seeing you know obviously the big talking mm -hmm. point Kentucky and Duke not here, but seeing some storied programs like that in an eleven seed play-in game, pretty wild. Yep, yep, yep. Um, okay, the South, Baylor. And a bunch of chaos is the way I see this playing out. Um, I can see upsets by Winthrop. I can see upsets by North Texas. I can see... I don't think Colgate can get it done against Arkansas, but who the hell knows? Uh, they've only played 15 freaking games this year. <laughs> That's kind of weird. Fresh. <laughs> fresh. Yeah, five, fresh. They've only played Minty five fresh. teams. 
Yeah, right. Uh, the bottom yes. half of the South is just a hot mess, honestly. Um, I think Ohio State is vulnerable. Florida is vulnerable. Uh, Arkansas is vulnerable. Texas Tech is probably the one I would feel the most like, well, at least they got a solid coach. Um, <laughs> so I don't really have a strong feeling of who comes out of the South, but I don't think they're going to be very good. I can even see Virginia Tech come out of the South, to be honest with you. Um, but the top of the South... Um, it looks to me, at least, like if Baylor can get by that second-round matchup against probably North Carolina, that the rest of the South op opens up wide open for them. Uh, they can, you know, and, and maybe I'm making this up to just kind of pat pad my Baylor case for a national title here, but if they can kind of get some warm-up games against the likes of a Hartford, a North Texas, uh, a Virginia Tech, or a Texas Tech, I feel like they can kind of rediscover the form that was like on equal footing to Gonzaga come like January 30th, right? January 31st. Like uh, you go back and you look at their metrics at that time. They had the fifth best defense in the country. Now, since then in February and March, they have the 156th best defense in the country. And you can point to a lot of things, but it's not like they don't know how to play defense. Um, and you know, once they kind of get their legs back under them, once they kind of real, you know, redefine what matters most, uh, for this run, I think they're a scary out. And I do think the committee did them a decent favor here, giving them a South region where they're, where, you know, the upsets are likely to ensue. Um, is there, I guess, is there a different spirit or a different take on the South in your opinion, Andy? I actually have Wisconsin winning. I like Wisconsin that first game, but I, like it, it could be one of those weird things where, you know, brackets are supposed to get tougher as you go. Whereas you can have a really tough game against North Carolina or Wisconsin and then end up having that and facing the winner of Winthrop, North Texas, which would be, you know, these, these sort of things happen where it's like, Oh, we're, you're a four point favorite in this game and a, you know, a 10 point favorite in the next one because of, you know, multiple upsets. That's what you love to see. If you're a high seed here getting to, nothing against Winthrop and North Texas, obviously we both think that, I mean, we all think they have decent chances at upsets, but that's a much, uh, a much easier path than, you know, some of these paths open up for some of these top seeds. And yeah, the bottom is a little weird. A lot of people picking Oral Roberts. That's a, that was just an opening line I picked off early at like 18 or wherever it was like that. They're a good enough team to hang. They hang, they hanged and banged with Okie state early in the season. So they're a team I like, I don't think we're seeing the upset there, but yeah, Ohio state doesn't have a very good draw here. And there's there's a lot of tough teams. A lot of people love Arkansas. I'm one of them. I think that Arkansas Texas Tech game is going to be really good. And yeah, like Arkansas Texas Tech, VTech or Florida, like any of those teams I can see coming out of the bottom rather than Ohio State. And yeah, it's I don't want to just keep getting chalky on this, but if Baylor can regain some of that early season form on defense, and you know they had a COVID pause, which doesn't help. But Christ, they're good. And, you know, some of these teams, like you think about that Nova team that won, like some of these teams that just like, oh shit, they're going to hit every three they take. Like, what are we going to do? We were just down by two. Now we're down by 15. It, it, especially like imagine it's Wisconsin that they're plotting pace. They find themselves on the wrong side of, you know, like four out of five made threes in a row and they're down by 12 like that. Like, you know, you're not coming back from that against a team like this. So Baylor, yeah, if, if they want to shoot the three like they can and their defense comes around at all, it's probably their, you know, their region to win. Yeah. Okay. There's right. to lose rather. 
There's yeah, I, I got you. Purdue is a little bit interesting if they don't get upset by North Texas, um, just because they have they have the profile to to kind of go far a little bit, right? They have 23rd in offense and defense efficiency. Um, if Villanova gets upset, I, I mean, Purdue against Winthrop, I'm not scared of Winthrop there. So could Purdue give Baylor a test? I Probably not, but it's just a matter of if they can score with Baylor. Um, but I agree with Andy. Like, they start to catch their – their defense starts to catch on. Um, I don't really see Baylor getting much, much of a test in that top bracket. Um, on the bottom, I'm similar. I, I like Arkansas. I do think Utah State gives Texas Tech a battle. Utah State's defense is really, really good. Um, okay. Strong okay. Re- strong rebounding team, too. Uh, I think 16th in the country on offensive boards. Um, their rebound margin is pretty solid as well. Sorry, my dog is just lapping up some water right now. Um, <laughs> <laughs> he, um, likes the, he likes the dogs in the South. In the yeah, south. I, I dig it. They're, they're I barking. dig it. Yeah, at um, least the dog isn't barking. Yeah, that's that's a plus. Um, they do also have uh, Keita, big seven-foot guy for your, uh, Utah State. He averages 15 and 10. He could be a matchup problem. So wouldn't be surprised to see Utah State get past Texas Tech right off the bat. I personally, I hate Florida, Virginia Tech. Um, I, I wish Ohio State had a tougher draw because they're, they're a red flag team for me. Um, their defense is not good. Um, they sit right around like 80th in defensive efficiency. So I ultimately think it's, it's Baylor coming out. It, it's tough to, to grab more chalk, but here yeah. we are. And I, I, I'm with you on Purdue. They're kind of like Iowa light. And by Iowa light, I mean Iowa light light because they're probably, you know, well, I mean the, the, the post game and what they can do inside, but they, you know, it's a team and a coach that might be, you know, this could be like, um, God, Illinois is a one seed. We're going to get to them. You know, they haven't been to the tournament in like seven years, yeah. like a team that just, and Purdue obviously is a four seed. It's not going to be the same kind of thing, but a team like that, that just pops and all of a sudden Purdue is a national title power. Again, Purdue is like a one or two seed next year. We can see that. I, I like them. Maybe not this year. Okay. North Texas beats them. North Texas is the Cinderella this year, guys. They're going to the Sweet 16. That's your double-digit Sweet 16 team. I don't know who else really is in the conversation. I, Utah State is in a crazy shot. I, I mean, I kind of – I tend to lean, you know, a team like Texas Tech who made a Final Four in recent memory who has a coach that I think is worth respecting. Um, you know, play, I think the Big 12 is a hair underrated relative to the market a little bit. Uh, not a lot. Um, I don't know. The top of it certainly is. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, I guess r- real quick, I want to answer the question. Somebody, the, why the OSU hate? Um, I don't really know that I have a strong reason for doubting them. I mean, the fact that they ran and went shot for shot with Illinois in the Big Ten title game was pretty impressive, game. actually. Um, again, they kind of fit the same potential upset uh, uh, you know the 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 characteristics that I look for and like is this a high seed that could get upset? They have a lot of they check a lot of those boxes, which is why I'm a little scared off of them. But uh, in the same breath, if they make it to the elite eight, if they take on Baylor, I won't be super surprised. I just think I just think Baylor is an extremely tough out. Baylor number one three point shooting team in the country, um, excellent rebounding team, uh, super super safe. You know super uh, you know super uh aggressive on defense and you know again in the same breath that 
if you're not good at turning the ball over and hitting your three-point shots, I'm not interested in being on you as a big favorite. Well, if you are good at creating turnovers and you can hit the three, then I'm not worried about you being upset. And that's exactly the Baylor DNA. Yeah. Like that's it. That's yeah, it. Antithetical to that. That's uh, and I will say, like, and maybe OSU is getting a little bit drugged down. They lost five out of their last eight games, technically, if you want to cut the you know the overtime lost in the tournament. But four out of those were like top five teams. I mean, you lost to Illinois twice, you lost to Iowa, you lost to Michigan. Really, the only bad one was Michigan State, and that, I mean that was a that was an away game. That was a and really, it's kind of a you know. You can say what you want. Sandwich spots aren't real or not, but I mean that was a game they had to play in between the Michigan and Iowa game, between those two Sunday games on a Thursday. So I, I give them a little bit of a break, but rough way to end the year. They're still a very good team, and you know n- nobody would surprise me coming out of that bottom half there. Yeah, they they got a good draw. So I mean, there's not really a scary team down there other than Arkansas that they eventually run into maybe. So yeah, okay. All right, well, uh, let's move on down to the Midwest and region of death. The grind. The grind. <laughs> this is just, yeah. Maybe this I'm is not. Like, this is yeah. like Saw 6 here. <laughs> <laughs> so Midwest looks like the region of death. Not only do you have the hottest team in the country in Illinois. Uh, I guess hottest team in the country not named Gazaga in Illinois. Hottest team um, in the country not named Oregon State. Not named Oregon Oregon State is is in here. (laughs) Oregon State is in here, man. Uh, But no, literally, like all of the secret, like uh, all of the secret good teams ended up in here. Well, Chicago is secretly good. They ended up in here. Liberty is secretly good. They ended up in here. San Diego State, secretly good. They ended up in here. Uh, You know, this is, you know, and Houston. Houston. My numbers on Houston are like, they might be the second best team in the country, which is. I mean, it's tough to swallow considering how weak their conference is, but they took care of business in the American. Uh, you know, they they took care of their business. It was impressive. Um, I don't know. Am I um, am I making too much of this? Is this should we think more simply? Like Illinois, they are the class of this field. They they just played in all of these arenas. They just cut down the Big Ten nets. Like. Uh, you know they're going to have a little bit of home fan support, probably regionally. Like you know, is is I I want to be contrarian and go against Illinois here again. A lot of the same reasons they don't create turnovers. They allow way too uh, high a percentage of three point shots against. Um, they actually turn the ball over quite a lot as well, yeah. which is surprising. Um, and you know they haven't been fully healthy really. Like they have a bunch of guys dealing with nagging injuries, not like COVID stuff, but injury stuff, which is spooky. So, I'm 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 keen. I'm cl- I mean I'm inclined here to take on Illinois in the Midwest just because of a bunch of these narrativey things. Um, I guess should they be in the same conversation with Baylor and Gonzaga as title favorites? And and is this as simple as Illinois is the class of this? region and they will move on to the final four if, if you had to say tim i i lean towards yes i would say they're a little bit step below gonzaga and baylor um i don't think they're in that conversation per se but i do see them coming out of this region um houston i know their profile is great they're they dominated teams but like i know Rutgers has been reeling if they get past clemson i think they've got a great opportunity uh to make Houston have some problems. Um, their losses, they point to one common denominator, and it's a bad night from three. Rutgers, 
they do defend the three well, only allow 32% from three. So I think that could be an interesting Sweet 16 matchup. Um, if you see that, if Houston loses early, this is turned on its head on the bottom. Then I think you've got San Diego State can make a run, West Virginia possibly, and you get in one of those tough defensive teams against Illinois. Um, wouldn't be shocked. Okay. Uh, Andy, yeah, what's your – It's so tough with these mid-major. Like, and they're, they're like – you know, the, the AAC, the A-10, you know, like those high, the Mountain West sometimes, like those high-end mid-major schools, when you have a team like rip through it, like you think, and it sucks, it sucks that we didn't get to see some of this come out to fruition the other year with uh, with uh, Dayton, with San Diego State. Like those are the questions, you know, even if it Fs me on betting and brackets and everything, I love to see those questions answered one way or the <clears> other because people argue all year on Twitter: Is San Diego State even good? They are. No, I mean last year, but like, yeah, Dayton is Dayton even good? And then we didn't even get to see some of it play out, which sucked. So, um, you know, I- interesting questions to be answered there with Houston. Uh, you know, we we've seen this in the past, and you, it goes one of two ways: like, oh shit, like yeah, they just didn't play anybody. And they they beat up on a bad conference, and you know they get run out of the gym by Rutgers or you know West Virginia, maybe San Diego State themselves, or you know the metrics are real. You can only play who you can play. We go back. I use this example a hundred times when we looked at the Packers early in the season last year. It's like you know is is Rogers back? Are they good or is it because they played like the Vikings and the Lions and somebody else? You know sometimes you you can only play so well. And it doesn't, you know, you're not going to beat teams by 100 points just because they're in a smaller conference and you're clearly, you know, an elite team that's up there with the big boys and the big dance and the big conferences. So tough to tell here. I'd lean towards, yes, I'd like Houston to advance out of the bottom half at least. I think it might just be Houston, Illinois in the final with a bunch of messiness in the middle, like a a shitload of messiness. Like you said, I think Rutgers beats Clemson. I think uh, the San Diego State Syracuse game is going to be closer than we think. If Syracuse doesn't have COVID now that I'm freaked out about everybody in the ACC now, <laughs> um, the Liberty can Liberty can hang with Oklahoma State. Like I said, that Oral Robert game, we've seen Oklahoma State play down to a mid-major team before. Oregon State is a twelve. I mean, obviously, twelve seeds are always trendy and they win all the time anyway. But Oregon State is hot as shit right now. Loyola Chicago tragically underseeded sucks for them. Like that, that really sucks because they're a team that should be in the second weekend. They're a team that should be, you know, maybe even getting further than that. And they got to go right up against in state. I don't want to call it in state rival, but in state, you know, friend school, Illinois, right <laughs> away. So it, it, it's a, and then, yeah, like if people want to get excited about Georgia Tech, I mean, that got dampered in a hurry. But uh, that's maybe mm-hmm. the only question that we can answer right now. Like, yeah, Georgia Tech's in a bad way. And, I don't think Moorhead State's doing much of anything. I think they're probably overseeded as a fourteen. Mm. I'm I'm uh, I'm participating in a Calcutta right now, and we're going through the Midwest. Um, and I got eyes for San Diego State. I'm gonna take. I'm gonna bid them up. I'm gonna I'm gonna take them at any price here. Um, the, their statistical profile just looks so damn good to me, and I think Syracuse is a fraud. I think West Virginia's got a little fraud in them. Houston is a tough matchup, but I like I like the idea of catching a team like Houston if I'm San Diego State and punching my ticket to the Elite Eight. And I like them against Illinois, kind of. I don't know that I really buy that they'll be the Final Four team, but uh, I don't know. I, I have eyes for the Aztecs. Uh, is is there any support among the group that uh, San Diego State can make a little bit of run here? 
Yeah, I'm. I'm they're un- I think they're underseeded as well. Yeah, seems I, like it, right? I grabbed them in my four I grabbed them in my Calcutta before this. So nice. I, okay, I agree good. I have uh, them as the tenth best team in the country, and really no weaknesses. <laughs> if you want to point to a weakness, uh, they their three point defense isn't quite as gr- good as I would have hoped, especially considering how weak their um you know how weak their their conference play is generally. Yeah. And I mean, their their schedule in general wasn't tough. Like you can look, oh, UCLA is a, that's a good win. It wasn't in November. No, it's it not. was not a good win. That was that team was a mess for the first week and a half of the the season. Like we're like, oh shit, this, are they really bad? They should like fire their coach in week one. So I mean, their non conference schedule really was St. Mary's, and that's it. I mean, it, it, they didn't they didn't really play a lot of tough teams. They played in a, a, a D2 team and a couple, like, whack teams outside of the UCLA game. So the major knock for me would be, the, you know, the same as Houston. Like, are they that good? They haven't really played anybody, haven't been tested yet. But you know, all the metrics pan out, and I still do think they're underseeded. I had them as a five, so. And, yeah, board, five bordering on a four. Like, I think I had them as the, the number two five. Hmm. Okay. I also I thought Oklahoma State should have been here instead of them in West Virginia should have been flip flopped in my opinion. Ooh, okay, okay. Um, what uh, what is uh, for you know if I'm if I'm predominantly uh, I care about uh, <clears throat> the NBA. Uh, what do I think of Cade Cunningham? I mean, I think he's I think he's been great. I think he can carry them. I think he's a guy that. He's the great NCAA story, right? Like Katie Cunningham brings Oklahoma State to the Elite Eight, Final Four, whatever, puts him on his back. Um, I think he's a great – he could, could be a great NBA player. Um, I, I'm sure you're more into the mock draft world than, than I am on the NBA side. Um, but, I mean, he's, I got to imagine he's top three, right? Yeah. Pulled up a mock draft like a month ago. I feel like you're right, but it, like NBA mock drafts are not something I'm looking at. I'm looking at one right now. They have him number one. Okay. So, yeah, top three. Yeah, him, Mobley from USC, and uh, our guy Jalen Suggs. And then uh, some G League. How does that work? G League? Like, are they not pros yet? I thought G League was like the minors. We're not going to dive. That, not the time or place, Andy. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, no. uh, e- so- either, either way, yeah, he's 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 real deal Holyfield. He's, okay. He should be a good pro. All right, Andy. Have you decided on your final four, or are you going to wait till tomorrow? I'm still, I'm still right. I got to write these articles. Like I'm still deciding who's making it in. I just stole San Diego State for thirty bucks. Let's go! Unbelievable. Zaga. All right, final four for me. I'll do it quick. Zaga. Oh boy! Then I go to the, I go to the tough one right away. I might have to roll back over to that side of the bracket. So Gonzaga. (laughs) You know, f it. I'm putting Florida State. I'm doing it. Florida, I gotta go some something funny. Gonzaga, Florida State, fuck it, Baylor, and then God knows what. You know what? SDSU. Let's, let's get the wild one. Let's get, let's get the Aztecs uh, running through a weird region. Yeah, Illinois falls to Loyola. It ends up being like a Ooh. Loyola, a Loyola like Tennessee or Loyola Oregon State. Uh, oh. You know, regional regional quarterfinal and. Uh, it turns into there's always one bracket that's just like a mess like that. This will be the buster. Even though everybody thinks that the East is going to be where the hay is made, this is going to be the one that f's everybody up. Yeah, yep. I just I changed my mind. That game, it's not a game anymore. Cuse is dead. 
<laughs> this ain't the carrier. You know, I think that's what sinks into my head. Like, Cuse is really tough to play at home. Sure. That's true. Yeah. That's Have you been there? Have you been to the Dome? It is, it's not an enjoyable experience for uh, an away team. Hmm. Okay. Well, uh, let's talk about some of the funds. Prop. Oh, yeah. Actually, sorry, Tim. Who's your final yes. four? I'm going to go Gonzaga. Okay. Alabama. Okay. I'm going to take a shot. I hate this is very scary, but Arkansas. Ooh, okay. okay. And Illinois. All righty. All righty. Who's your Who's your national title, national championship? Uh, uh, Zags over Illini. Yeah, my okay. my uh, my heart says Gonzaga over Illinois, but my gut might say Illinois gives it a gives them a real tough test. Ooh, that'd be a great one though. God damn, that would be, that'd good. be a good final too. Man, that'd be good. Mm. Mm. I think we're. I think no matter what, we're getting a good final. Yeah, we're gonna have a good final. That's that's all I need. Oh, I'm on record. I like Baylor over Gonzaga in the final. I think uh, I think UConn comes out of the East. I'll stick with the eh, coin flip for me between San Diego State and Houston. I'll take Houston since Sandy just took San Diego State. Uh, and so I got uh, Baylor over Houston, Zags over UConn, and uh, Baylor. Um, say 78-75 over Gonzaga in the final. Love it. I would I would say that game went under if that's the final. Yeah, <laughs> because that, total's gonna, game, that that total's gonna be like one sixty eight. Ooh, okay. Well, I'll have to. Read I don't that. know. What do you What do you make the total, Tim? <laughs> I mean, I'm. Right I, I guess once. we'll we'll see if Bale if Baylor's defense is playing better. Maybe it does stay in the yeah fifties. Nerves are gonna be high, man. Nerves yeah. are gonna be high. They're gonna be a lot of missed shots. That first half under is gonna be golden. Oh, yeah. Under under eighty three first half. Mm. First half under. Mm. I like it. All right, uh, let's talk about a couple of fun props. Uh, I made these up. I wanted to. I wanted to find them. Maybe they will eventually <laughs> line me. Line these. But you want to talk about real ones? I mean, there's no, some real no, it's, ones. It's fine. It's no, it's fine. Like, well, I Who, can't yeah. bet them. Well, team to, to uh, yeah, team to advanced. Uh, there's some fun team to advance furthest that are kind of equal. Uh, oh. Alabama, Ohio State is a fun one. Um, Alabama, Iowa is about evenly lined. One? What's the dirty one? Oh yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Oral Roberts. Uh, Oral Roberts and Moorhead. Uh, who goes? Moorhead. Yes, that's right. That that's was right. filthy by bet online. That was good. That <laughs> Gross was good. guys. Um, no, but like I'll just say, like um, uh, I'm gonna line Big Ten wins minus three and a half over Big Twelve wins in the tournament. Uh, Andy, did I make a fair line? You need more. I need more time than that on this. Okay. Sort of okay. I guess. <laughs> I, mean, I guess. You're, I got probably, a sense the Big that Ten's probably Big Ten's probably little, getting like seven or eight first round wins, and then I mean, you're probably looking. At Illinois gets. Another, I mean, that's pretty. That's probably high. I'd probably pay, take the Big Twelve there and the points. I take the dog there just because I think you're going to end up with uh, Baylor running to the final. You're going to end up maybe Texas does make a little run even if they're on the bad list, and then. God, a couple of these other teams. You went big. It was Big Ten, Big Twelve, right? It was Big Ten, Big Twelve. Yeah, I think Big Twelve is a little underrated. I think Big Ten is a little overrated. If I had to kind of put my finger on the pulse there, yeah, especially if Iowa gets knocked out early, take them out of the equation. Um, mm-hmm. Here's here's the tickler: Michigan State's in a play-in game. They get a bonus game there. Ooh, a little bit of intrigue. But uh, yeah, I'm I'm just looking now. Like yeah, Oklahoma State's there. Oklahoma. Yeah, I'd still probably take the dog there. Give me the give me the three and a half just because I can see some of these teams going down early. 
Okay. And just like Illinois and, uh, you know, Illinois and Michigan have to make up the difference. Okay. I dig that. Um, okay. How about, uh, uh, this one's for you, Tim, uh, over under seeds, some of the seeds for the final four over under, uh, I'm going to put it at 10 and a half. Let's see. I'm going to go under. Okay. Okay. And so even the, after all hook. this talk about how it's going to be a crazy tournament, now all of a sudden we're yeah, chat, I, right? I guess when it comes down okay. to it, talk through it. It's uh, okay. I'll I'll take the under there. Okay. That'll be tight, man. One five six seed gets there, and all of a sudden yeah, it's shot. That's yeah. Then it is shot. So like. Or even like State Florida, there, yeah, even like over. Florida State running. If you end up with a, a four and a two, it gets tricky in a hurry. I like that. That's actually a prop that I've seen available. I don't know if you're right on the number. That's pretty tight. That's a prop. Yeah, but that's a prop I've seen in the past. Like it's it's you're probably pretty close. If I see props here from the rest of the week, I'll probably post some up. And then um, my guy, my win bet guy, has been which. He's just been Twitter DMing me prices like when they pop up right away. Those regional prices, we didn't, I mean, we're already over an hour here. We won't get into it tonight, but maybe I'll have to put some of those in my blogs going forward here because there's some regional prices that I think worth attacking. If you really believe in a team, it might be better to take a regional price than, you know, to win it all. It's fucking hard to win six games. And honestly, I've cashed one once, but taking a, a future at this point in the game is tough too. Those numbers are pretty good. They're pretty good at setting them. And truthfully, the one I cashed was Virginia two years ago. I don't even know if I deserve that. Like they got so the the end of every game they played was so wild. Yeah. And same, same here. Uh, uh, Drew, I would take a look at San Diego State to win the Midwest. I think that's pretty juicy. Okay. Okay. Cool. 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 Yeah. I let's like get it. some of those. Let's um, get some regional props. Andy, what about you? Over under number of ones. Number uh, over under. Number of number one seeds in the final four. Uh, if I give you yeah, two, you flat two, yeah, flat two, say. yeah, one uh, and a half. Uh, if you want over one and a half, you got to lay minus one eighty three. If you want under two and a half, you got to lay minus four forty four. So wow, 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 wow. If you give me a flat two, I'd probably just bet the over. I think I'm pre rolling with uh, the top two. Yeah, and then you know, hoping for Illinois because I do yeah. think Baylor, Baylor and Gonzaga have pretty damn good shots to just run through their brackets. So I, I think that probably ends up a push. And you know, if if you gave me a two and a half, what what was the under on two and a half? It was super juicy, right? Under two and a half is minus four forty four. That's probably about right. Yeah. <laughs> Over two and a half plus three thirty eight is base. I mean, that's that's a pretty. That's yeah, not that's- crazy. It's, I mean, it's not. If you got Chalk, Gonzaga, and ba- Baylor, then you just you're hoping on Illinois. Um, but I mean, if Michigan, is it possible that Michigan gets livers back at all? Yes, I didn't. I didn't. Uh, I didn't fully look into that. I guess I think it's possible losing to Mount St. Mary's. <laughs> it won't matter. <laughs> yeah, that, that was the joke with Oklahoma. Like Oklahoma, their players out for the first two games. Like, well, technically, he's only out for the first game. But <laughs> That's good. All right. Well, that, that might be was, worth a look. The over two and a half, a lot of fun. Big, big fat price. I like a big fat price like that. I do too. I kind of like for some, that. First of you know, fun, just some fun pizza fun. bets. Yeah. Any, yeah, there's some other, there's a lot of fun ones out there all of a sudden, but not the ones I was looking for. I love the matchup different conferences. Where are you, where are you uh, hunting? Right now I'm on 
Bookmaker. Bookmaker, okay. I'll have to take a look at props in the morning. Yeah, team to have more wins in the tournament, Houston and Ohio State. Hmm. Hmm. So Ohio What's State the, is what minus one? minus one thirty, plus one hundred three. What? I wouldn't have thought they'd fly. Houston is minus one twenty seven. I had that flip flopped. The temperature yeah. on Ohio State. Maybe it's because maybe it's because cool. I wanted I wanted a good dog price on Houston. Maybe that subliminally. Oh yeah, that's price. yeah. They they're ahead of you on this one, man. Um, Unbettable. Anything unbettable. you guys? Anything you guys love in round one? Yes. Um, Loyola, <laughs> yeah, Loyola a couple days ago. I lo- Yeah, I laid the points on San Diego State on the open. That was a fun one. Um, Ditto. I, I took the points with Grand Canyon. I took the points with North, Tes- North Texas. Um, I am forgetting about the other bed- bets I liked. <laughs> I'm pulling mine up, and I, I, I'm going to have to scroll through. I think Here's ultimately the- on the close, you bet Virginia. Yep. There's no way that's a fair line. Uh, so we we, we said that much. about Virginia, Virginia, Kansas, and Nova. Like these teams that pe- people are down on, you can bet them at the close and probably get what's what's likely a good number because and and you know these, these everybody's piling on some of these underdogs. Like eventually, it's going to swing the other way and you can get a good number. But I'm looking. I did place a few right on the open. I didn't really post them because I don't think yeah. they were up at a lot of places. But and I should I should look what these are now. Actually, if you have the lines up, Drew, what is the what is the Winthrop Villanova over? I have 139 and a half. 143. Oh, buddy. <laughs> and then, yeah, Oral, Oral Roberts, 17 and a half. I think that's been bet down maybe a point. That is 16 now. And then UConn minus two. Yep. Uh, yeah, that's a good one, man. Good job. That's And then obviously Loyola, thanks to uh, insider sources. But uh, I, not a lot yet. I'm going to dig into it. I'm not afraid betting closing lines in this. Uh, I think they have a hard time setting these lines, and there's still some there's still some meat on the bone once we get to the weekend. I like it, man. Um, do you subscribe to the fade the public narrative for the NCAA tournament? Is Only this a real thing? Only in brackets. Damn! Somebody I just bid fifty bucks on Oregon, and I got San Diego State for thirty. Man, I I don't Ooh. I don't know. I don't know if I believe in it in anything because I never will believe that I'm actually getting accurate numbers. Here's the little, yeah. a little, if you could get a good composite and true, like actually, you know, you know who probably has these numbers is these, you know, these people out in Jersey who are, uh, have the back ends to Costa Rica and actually have the true numbers right away sure. on some of these offshores or some of the, if they're getting paperhead numbers too. Like that, but when when you read something on Twitter and they post like, "Hey, here's what the public's betting," like the, the fact that you have that information makes it worthless. Somebody yeah. just posted it, like everybody has that information, and it's probably not even that accurate. Like okay. they're talking about re- they're talking about reverse line movement on one of these games today on Twitter. It's like, well, FanDuel FanDuel's taking this much money on you know this action, and it's moving the other way. It's because FanDuel doesn't move on action. FanDuel moves based on a line service, and the money's <laughs> coming in somewhere else. The, the important money's coming in somewhere else, and it's moving on numbers. Thank you and for they're describing moving, this. Yeah, they're <laughs> moving on air. So don't don't like instantly think, oh my god, all the money's coming in on this team, and it's moving away from them. I should bet them. Like honestly, you might because. The, the money's coming in at the wrong spots. It's not coming in, you know, at FanDuel. That's not why they're moving their number the other way. They're moving the other number the other way because they're just following along. 
Mm. So take it easy with some of that stuff. Don't get here's weird. a fun here's a fun little snapshot of uh, this Calcutta. So just to gauge the temperature on some of these teams, Iowa went for one dollar more than Oregon. <laughs> uh, went for Iowa went for six dollars more than Virginia. Uh, so yeah, the uh, the temperature is quite cool on Iowa. No one really no one really taking a bite out of that apple. Um, interestingly, interesting. Yeah. Um. Yeah, man, Calcutta's are fun. Do yourself a Calcutta. If you don't know what I'm talking about, it's basically an auction. You're we're auctioning teams, and uh, you get paid out depend on how far they make it. You don't have. It's not like they have to win to get paid paid uh, on these. So, a uh, ton of fun. All right, with that, let's wrap this up. This was a ton of fun. Thank you, Tim, for your time. Where Damn. can people find you on? Where can people find you on the Twitter sphere? Yeah, go to uh, thold42 on Twitter. Feel free to follow me. Um, I'll be tweeting throughout all March. You get a, you get a lot of Knicks spam on Twitter too from me. I'm a big Knicks guy, so if you don't want to follow me for that, feel free to mute me. Um, Love it. But um, I, I appreciate you guys having me. Um, listen to your podcasts all the time, and uh, this was great. This is fun. Excellent. Uh, we appreciate you coming on, and uh, you know, keep up uh, keep up the good work out there, tracking down all the good info. And, the sheet. Uh, Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it, it sucks. Like we're, we're past the point of where you're selling it anymore, but look for it next year. I mean, we tweeted out about it. Tim puts together, uh, along with some other people, puts a, a pretty good uh, tournament preview guide with a bunch of information and kind of just some, some, I don't want to say off the wall angles, but like <laughs> under the, ra- un- I'd say under the radar angles that you can take a look at. There are some off the wall angles in there, especially the, uh, the type of basketball. So, um, Definitely off yeah, the wall. I, I just I read that this <laughs> afternoon. Yeah, I think it's the uh, ball uh, teams that play with a Wilson ball. Uh, if they're playing each other, uh, take the over. That was a fun one. I have never yeah, heard or seen that anywhere. No, that's should, that's yeah, like no, a good, I read that, that one. That's a good that one blew secret, my mind man. a little. Yeah, we got we got a guy. We have guys everywhere. So that's good, man. Man. All right. Well, best of luck in the uh, in the tournament, and uh, appreciate your time. And uh, I'm gonna play the outro music. Thank you, guys. March Madness, baby. Can't believe it's actually here. Tim, sometimes I like to unmute and talk over the the closing music because, you know, that's fun. Good show. That was great. What a great betting event. I got sniped on Kansas. Kansas went for fifty-one dollars. I feel like I, I feel like I let that one slip through my fingers. Now I hope they all have COVID. I hope they all do. Wow! 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 On record, hoping student athletes have COVID.